celebrate you today. First of all, welcome to our first time guests and to our television audience. Thank you so much for tuning in, for your support over the last year. We appreciate it. Continue tuning in to Faith Bible Church. Let's give our first time guests and our television audience a big, huge round of applause, man. Yeah. So a lot of mothers are in desperate situations. And when I say desperate situations, there's no one who loves, there's no love like a mother's love. Moms love you no matter what. And because of their love, a lot of times they end up in situations that they don't necessarily want to be in stressful situations, desperate situations where things aren't quite going like they want them to go. Uh, you know, where the kids aren't acting like they want them to act. Uh, and so those times can get desperate. And today, I want to look at a desperate mom that we find in the Bible. And like many mothers, her problems, her desperation, it started actually before she even had her child. Her name is Hannah. And for those of you ladies who went on the women's retreat, uh, when some people found out that I was going to be talking about Hannah, yeah, I hear you, yeah. They said, I don't know, Pastor, I don't know if you want to teach that. First lady already taught that, and she did a good job on the retreat. So I don't know if you want to do Hannah. And my thing is, who y'all think taught her? So we're going to look at Hannah and see, see what's going on with her. Now, here's the deal. Hannah is an Israelite. And the problem for Hannah is that she cannot have children. I want you to understand something. The fact that she couldn't have children isn't just like modern day. Some people want to have kids and they can't have kids or God's not blessing them to have a child. And sure, that's sad enough. It's, it's a tough situation. But watch this. God had promised Abraham, among other promises, that through your seed or through your children, many nations or many people on the earth were going to be blessed. And so the fact that Hannah couldn't have a child took on a whole nother ball of wax because the way that the rest of Israel looked at that is they looked at it like because Hannah couldn't have children, the promise that God made to everybody else in their minds did not extend to Hannah. In their minds, she didn't have the favor of God on her because she could not have children. And so this was much bigger than just, I want to have children and I can't. It was a situation where people were making her to feel like God's favor wasn't upon you, not, is not upon you, and he don't like you, and so on and so forth. So it was a really, really, really big deal both for her internally and socially because it made her feel like God didn't like her for whatever reason. Watch what happens. Verse 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1. Now there was a certain man from Ramathame, Zophim, from the hill country of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elahu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. 
Now, I noticed that some ladies at Faith Bible are pregnant or with child right now, and I just want to suggest some names to you. <laughs> I'm officially adopting these as Faith Bible Church names. Tohu, Zuf, Elihu, and Ephraimite. So I want somebody to name their child that, okay? All right, and they're going to be blessed. Don't y'all listen to me. <laughs> Verse 2, watch what it says. It says, so, so he had two wives, all right? The name of one was what? Come on. And the name of the other was Penina. Watch this. And Penina had children. But Hannah had no children. So here is Elkanah. He has two wives. He has one named Penina. She has children, one named Hannah. She doesn't have any children. First of all, let me get this out of the way. Yes, it was perfectly legal and perfectly okay with God for Elkanah to have two wives. The reason why God allowed it back then is not because it was his ideal situation. God's ideal situation was that there would be one man and one woman united in holy matrimony. But he said the reason why he allowed this back in Deuteronomy was because because of the hardness of the hearts of the men. And if they weren't allowed to have two wives, what they would do is they would get to a place where they say, forget the first one and I'm going to be with the second one. And it wasn't like now. Back then, women couldn't work. They couldn't provide for themselves. Like legally, you couldn't work. So it wasn't no I-E-D-E-P-E-N-D. Sit down. Shut up. None of that. No. They could, everything depended on their husband. So what God did was so that they could have provision, he said, so that the women could have provision, he said, I'm going to allow the men to have more than one wife. So Elkanah had more than one wife. He had Penina and he had Hannah. Penina had children. Hannah had no children. Verse 3, watch what happens. Now this man would go up from his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. He would go up from his city to worship, to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were priests of, to the Lord there. Verse 4 says this. When the day came that Elkanah, that's the father, sacrificed, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. For, come on. But, Han, but to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had closed her what? I want to point something out to you. My first point, dads, look up here. Fathers, look up here. Elkanah, first of all, goes to sacrifice to the Lord. The second thing that we see in these couple of verses is, not only does he go to sacrifice to the Lord, but we see him honoring the mother of the children. My first thing that I want to get over to you, dad, men, is you have to teach them. It is your responsibility to teach your children to honor their mothers. Elkanah let his children see it in his life. And the way that he taught them was by allowing his children to see him do it. And in the same way, men, dads, husbands, if your children are going to 
pick up the fact that they are supposed to honor their mother, they have to to see it from you. You cannot, and the way you teach them is by you honoring her. You can't disrespect the mother of your children and expect your children to respect her. You can't less than honor her and then hold them accountable for not honoring her. Now, hear me on this. I know we got blended families. I got one myself. And so, Pastor, what about the situation where we got his, mine, and hers? All right, I got a special revelation from the Lord for that. Y'all ready for it? It don't matter. Listen, listen, listen to me, fellas. What kind of lover she was has nothing to do with the kind of mother she is. And regardless of what has gone on between you and her, you got to teach them to honor her. And here's the other thing. Penina, we're going to see in a minute, provoked Hannah. And what Penina shows us is there's no such thing as a perfect mother. So ladies, don't let put people pressure on, don't let people put pressure on you to be a perfect mother. But fellas, the, what that means for you is... You don't get to be the judge of what kind of mother she ought to be. No, she ain't perfect. Yes, she gets it messed up sometimes. No, she don't do everything right. But newsflash, you don't either. You are not perfect and you are not God. And you have no right to teach your children that they can dishonor their mother because she's not the kind of mother that you think she ought to be. Let me tell you this. You lost the right to determine what kind of mother she is when you walked away from the house. You lost the right to determine how she should operate as a mother when you walked out on the family. The, the best thing you could do is teach them to respect her regardless of what goes on between you and her and send her some child support. I see how some of y'all looking at me. Y'all need to know this too. I ain't scared of you. I'm telling you right now, I ain't rap tight. Yeah, man, I walk my way in here, I fight my way out. I don't care what you say, the Bible is right. And the Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 2, honor your mother and your father. It don't say honor them if you like them. It don't say honor them if you think they doing it all right. It don't say honor them if you think they doing a good job. It says honor your mother and your father. I hear fellas tell me, you know, I don't pay child support, but I go get them something when they need it. Fool, they need something all the time. They always hungry. They always shoes done got too small. Need t-shirts and bowrets and haircuts and socks and pants and shirts. And they won't turn the lights off. Just stand in the refrigerator though. Just... Running a light bill up, just you talking about you go get something when they need it. Send her some money. Support your children. Take care of what God gave you and teach them to honor their mother. Next thing, they saw it in Penina. 
Come on, give me verse 6. Her rival, however, would provoke her. So this is Penina, and she's provoking Hannah. So she basically would go to Hannah and say like, nah, 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 nah. I got his children, and you can't have none. I'm doing for him what you can never do for him. And you know, me and him will always have a bond. Provoking her. I got his children. You don't have none. He love you more. But I got his children. You don't have none. Watch this. We'll provoke her bitterly to do what? Irritate her. Can I tell you something? Most of the time, the home is supposed to be somewhere where you could get away from the stress. Where you could get away from the frustration. Where you can get away from the aggravation. Imagine Hannah. She going home to her provoker. And every evening when she get home, I got his children. And you don't have none. Look how some of y'all looking at me. Look how some of the ladies looking. I would have cut her past them. She wouldn't have told me that but once. <laughs> but this is the worst part about it. Can I show you the worst part about it? It says, because the Lord had closed her what? Hmm. That's the bad part about it. Why? Because when you study this, you realize that Hannah was a faithful woman. She was a God-fearing woman. She was a righteous woman. And yet, the Bible says that the Lord had closed her what? Why in the world would God do that to her? Especially when Hannah is faithful and God sees Penina messing with her and provoking her. And trying to get to her. It seems like God would intervene, intervene on behalf of Hannah. But the Bible says that God closed her womb. Why would he do that? I'm going to tell you why. Because God uses sandpaper people in sticky situations to bring us to where he wants us to be. Let me say that again. He uses sandpaper people. In sticky situations to bring us to where he wants us to be. Pastor, what do you mean by sandpaper people? Oh, you know sandpaper people. People who get on your nerves. People who drive you crazy. People who make it their business no matter what to irritate you and drive you insane. Watch this. Some of y'all got some sandpaper children. You got that one child. Come on, somebody. Well, no matter what you do, what worked with the other kids, ain't working with this one. What worked with everybody else, ain't working with this one. With the other kids, one plus one equals two. Oh, it's usually that last one too, Marcy. Oh, but not with this one. This is that sandpaper child. 
who no matter what you do, they give you fits, and you keep trying, and you try everything you know to do, but it seems like God just won't let you have the situation you want with this child or with this person, Pastor. Why does God do that? Because he uses sandpaper people in sticky situations to draw us to him and into his plan. Now watch this. I got to go, but I want to show you this, okay? Watch what happens. Pull up verse 9. Watch this. Then Hannah rose after eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost post of the temple of the Lord. 10. She greatly distressed, prayed to the Lord, and wept what? Notice this. Hannah gets to the place where her situation drives her to bitterness and to where she seeks the Lord. It drove her to desperation. It drove her to the place where she knew that all that she could do was go and find the Lord and find what God had to say about what was going on in his life. Can I tell you why God gives us sand people? paper people in sticky situations the reason why is because God's ultimate goal is to put us in a position where he has what he desires more than anything from us and that is relationship and so sometimes God gives us a thorn in a side that we can't solve that we can't do anything about and the only thing we can do is get down on our knees and say Lord I don't know what to do with this one. You got to help me. Oh, y'all looking at me funny. You got that sandpaper child, and you know sometimes the only reason why you talked to the Lord was because he was acting crazy or because she was acting crazy. But what God used it to do was keep you on your knees and in his face talking to him and hearing from him and reaching out to him because you know there was nothing else you could do. He used the same paper situations. Now watch this. She was greatly distressed. She prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Give me verse 11. Watch this. And then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me. Come on. And not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son. Watch this. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and a razor shall never come on his head. Watch what Hannah does. She gets desperate. She goes to the temple. And this is what she does. She gave what she wanted to God. I want you to get that. She let God have what she wanted. Can I tell you something? Hannah and Elkanah were thinking in terms of a family. But God was thinking in terms of a nation. Watch this. Samuel, their child who would come, was the same child who would grow up and become a prophet. The same prophet who would anoint King David. The same prophet that God would use to bless the nation of Israel. But Hannah wasn't thinking about that. 
All she was thinking about was what she wanted in a child from God. All she was thinking about was the fact that she and Elkanah wanted a family. And what God did was he used the situation to bring Hannah to her knees. And once Hannah gave God what she wanted, once she promised God that I'm going to give it to you, well then God blessed her with what she wanted. And the reason why it had to be that way is because if Hannah had not promised it to God, well then she would have used Samuel for her own selfish purposes, but God had a bigger plan and a bigger purpose for Samuel's life. Can I talk to some mother today? Can I tell you that you keep telling God what you want? You keep telling God how you want it. You keep telling God the way you want things to line up, and at some point, what you got to do is you got to get before the Lord, and you got to tell the Lord, he yours, Lord. She yours, Lord. Do whatever you want to with them. Shape them and mold them. Raise them up and make them into the people that you want them to be. Why? Because your thoughts are bigger than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. And your plan is greater than my plan. So better than me trying to play God in their life, I'm submitting them to you because I know you take care of what belongs to you. She gives it to God. Then watch this. Watch what happens. Come on. Pull it back up. It says, it says, and forget not your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and a razor shall not come on his head. Skip to 18. Come on. Watch this. This is what she said. She said, let your maidservant find fertility. Is that what she asked for? Let your maidservant find a good doctor. Is that what she asked for? She said, let your maidservant find some money. Is that what she asked for? No, look that little girl just said, you want my glasses? No. I just be playing, baby. I just. Thank you for the help, though. I'm just throwed off. Your glasses ain't going to help. Your glasses can't help what's going on in my head. <laughs> She said, let your maidservant find what? Listen, listen, listen. You know what you need from God? More than you need anything else? You need the favor of the Lord. Can, can, I, can I talk to you single mothers who's struggling, working two, three jobs, trying to get it, and you wish you could go back to school, and you wish you had a better job? And you wish this would happen and you wish the father would step up and you wish that would happen and you wish this would happen. Listen, 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 listen. A better education won't do you like the favor of God will do you. More money in your pocket won't do you like the favor of God will do you. Yet that father stepping up won't do you like the favor of God will do you. Why? Because God's favor will open doors that man close. God's favor will give you things that money can't buy. The favor of the Lord in your life can heal sickness. It can move mountains. It can carry you through the valley. You don't need money. You don't need education. You need the favor of God. Give me favor over anything. 
if I got God's favor on my life, it don't matter what who say about me. The penalties in my life don't matter. They can hate on me as much as they want to. Why? Because when God favors me, got everything I need. She said, Lord, let me find favor. Too many of us praying for too much other stuff. And while you're in the struggle, if you don't have nothing else, you need the favor of God. Why? Because the favor of God will fix the hearts of your children. The favor of God will move them in the right direction. The favor of God will protect them when you can't. You need favor. She said, Lord, let me find favor. I want favor. Watch what happens. Go back to 18. It says, watch what she does, y'all. This is crazy. So she went her way. And what she did. Now keep in mind, go back and read the text. Hannah hadn't ate in a while. Because she was depressed. She was down and out. But now, she goes to the temple. And this is what I want you to keep in mind. Her situation hadn't changed yet. She didn't have a kid or get pregnant until later on. And yet, once she gets up, the Bible says she went her way and she ate. And she was no longer what? She was no longer sad. This was before God gave her the child. The only thing that had happened at this point is Eli the priest had told her that it was going to happen. So watch this. By faith, what Hannah did was she got up and she put a smile on her face and she went on her way as if it was already done. Her faith kicked in and her faith said whatever God promised me was going to happen is exactly what's going to happen. And whatever God's word says, I can stand on it and believe it to be true. Can I just help some mother who's struggling this morning, who came in here with a heart grieving because of your child? This is what I need to tell you. Before you leave today, you ought to make up in your mind, you ought to bow your head, and you ought to commit them to the Lord, and you ought to Walk out of here with a smile on your face. Go ahead and cry your last tear. Get it on out right here in Faith Bible while you talk to the Lord. And then dry your tears. Straighten up your mascara. Straighten out that weave. Put that wig back on your head, right? Walk out of here and have you a good Mother's Day. Why? Because God's word is true. And if God said that if you train them up in the way that they should go, when they're older, they won't depart from it, you can count on that. She got up and her face was no longer what? She said, I'm done with this. Some of you mothers with these adult children, y'all need to commit them to the Lord. Stop hovering over them. Stop trying to straighten out all their problems. You know the problem? You the problem. You the God in their life. Because you keep getting in the way of God, they look into you instead of God. 
And at some point, what you got to do is you got to step out the way and say, Lord, whatever you want to do with them, in them, and through them, they are all yours. Does that make sense? You receive it today? Give God a hand. Without his mouth. Father, thank you for your word. For who you are.